Uh, so I just wanted to make a quick video uh, just to kind of vomit some thoughts that I've had on a particular situation uh, that I saw online, an unfortunate situation. I, I promise you I'm not trying to make light of it, but I, I just want to give some commentary that I think can be helpful to a couple different groups of people, to two different groups of people. Uh, the situation I'm talking about specifically is uh, there's a duo uh, named, uh, this, this two guys together named Rhett and Link. And I guess one of them, I can't remember, I think it's Rhett, maybe both of them, I actually can't remember, but at least one of them recently fell away from the faith. So this was kind of like a Christian YouTube comedy uh, duo. Uh, as a matter of fact, in one of my previous ministries, I, I had some, you know, kids in youth group that were big fans of this duo, and they would show me some stuff, and they had some funny stuff, and there was a lot of Christian content on there. And I guess one, I, but maybe even both of them, um, is an apostate. You know, there's apostasy. He fell away from the faith. And so I was listening, he's had, you know, a, he spent a lot of time on social media, on their podcast and YouTube, talking about his deconversion experience. And in it, he said something interesting that I wanted to share a couple thoughts on. And I think these thoughts will be helpful for both apostates and for Christians as well. And uh, now before I share those thoughts, though, I, I just want to give you a warning. I'm sort of presupposing a doctrine that we call in the theological circles the perseverance of the saints. And the perseverance of the saints is the belief that a Christian, a true, genuinely converted Christian, will never fall away from the faith. They will never, as it's commonly said, lose their salvation. But the power of the Spirit within them will persevere their faith, and they will always remain with Christ. I don't like to use the word losing salvation just because the word salvation can be big or it can be broadly defined or narrowly defined. So I like to use the term to, to focus specifically on justification. Uh, so perseverance of the saints is the belief that Christians can never be unjustified, that people don't go from a state of being justified and forgiven of their sins to being unforgiven and unjustified. I don't believe that that's a biblical category. But again, the, the purpose, although I'm going to read, ironically, I'm going to read two of the strongest texts on both sides of this debate. Um, but the purpose of this video is not to debate that issue. I'm, I'm sort of presupposing that issue. So I still think that if you believe people can lose their salvation, I still think there's something here for you. And I would encourage you, to, if you've gotten this far, to stick around. But just know my purpose is not to debate that or to even prove that. I'm sort of presupposing that. But anyway, getting back on track. Oh, and another thing. Sorry, I'm the, the king of rabbit trails. I'm also not going to play his videos and play his deconversion story and walk through them. It looks like those resources are available online at other apologetics ministries. So if that's really something you're interested in, you can um, you can you can find that yourself. And and if you're a parent in here, I, I would just simply say I don't know how popular Rhett and Link are. I don't know if they're popular in your household, but I would I would consider, given the fact that they are no longer Christians and that they are using their platform to talk about why they have issues with the Christian faith, I wonder if this is a healthy form of entertainment for your children at this point. Just an another two cents. But he said one thing that I want to comment on, and I'm going to try to make it brief. And he said something along the lines of, he can tell he, he was very offended that so many Christians 
since he has sort of come out um, as an apostate, so many Christians have told him what I believe, which is that he is he was never really a Christian, that he was never truly saved. And you can tell he was offended by that. He is offended by that. And it's funny because I've heard almost every apostate that I know of online has at some point in their online ministry gone out of their way to talk about how frustrated they are when people try to tell them that they were never truly Christians. Um, you know, they, I think in this video, he said something like, don't make me just another statistic. He said, I was in true conversation with Jesus, which is weird if Jesus doesn't exist. I was in true conversation with Jesus. It was real to me. Don't try to take it away from me. You know, he's very offended that we would try to take his experience away from him. Now, here's what I want to say. Number one, maybe you could, I guess if we wanted to structure this, we could say I have three points. Number one, I think one of the reasons why apostates don't like when Christians say this is because they, I think, misunderstand our motives in saying it. I think, I could be wrong about this, I'm not a prophet, and I don't know people's hearts, but I think that apostates feel as though we are saying this as an apologetic, right? So in other words, it doesn't look good for Christianity when people walk away. That means that you were there, you tried it out, and it didn't work, or there were holes in it, or it's not consistent, whatever. So it, it looks bad against us. And so sort of as a form of damage control, as an apologetic, we say, well, you were never truly a Christian, and now the Christian faith doesn't look problematic anymore. Um, and that, that very well could be the motivation for lots of Christians. I don't know that. Um, very well could be. But generally speaking, that's not the reason I think many Christians say what they say, or at least let's put it this way, it's not the reason they should be saying it. It's purely theological, right? We believe that we have a theological reason for saying apostates were never truly saved. We believe that that is, in fact, how the Bible interprets this scenario. So I'm going to read, again, if you're familiar with this debate, you've probably heard this verse a thousand times. Um, but I press on. From 1 John chapter 2, this is, seems to be, from our perspective, exactly how the Apostle John interpreted apostasy. It's exactly what he said. We don't ever feel embarrassed for simply repeating and interpreting scenarios the way the apostles did, right? So here's what the Apostle John says about antichrists who fell away from the faith. In verse chapter 2, verse 19 of 1 John, he says, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. They went out from us, but they were not truly of us. Sound familiar? For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out so that it would be shown that they are not all of us. We're simply saying what John said. So in other words, we have a, again, we have a theological reason for saying this. This is how the Apostle John interpreted these scenarios. John not only said that when these people fell away, when they left us, when they went out from among us, when he looked at that and interpreted it, he not only said they were never truly Christians, but he took it a step further and said, the fact that they left proves that they weren't truly Christians. He says, if they were truly converted, they would have remained. So it seems that for John, perseverance is a mandatory work of God in salvation. That if you don't persevere, it's the, all the proof we need that you were never genuine. That, I mean, that's what he says. 
So this is not an apologetic. We're not trying to do damage control. We're not trying to vindicate the Christian faith. We're simply trying to interpret the situation the way the Apostle John did. It's not an apologetic. We're just simply saying, Rhett and Link went out from us, or maybe just Rhett, maybe just one of them. One of them went out from us so that it might be made evident they were never truly of us. For if they were truly of us, they would have remained. It's simply theological. It's not an insult. It's not an argument. It's theological. But here's the second point that I, I really want to make, and then I'll tie this into some conclusions and be done. This was the thing that was really racking my brain. How ironic is it that when apostates are so upset with us for saying that they were never truly saved, what they're actually upset with is that we're saying something that they now agree with. Right? We're actually saying what they agree with. Okay, follow my logic here. When a person goes from the position that the Christian faith is true to the position that the Christian faith is no longer true, what they are doing is they are now denying the God of the Bible, right? Whether Even if they go from one religious to another religion, even if they've embraced a God of a different religion, they're still saying the God of the Bible, the God of the Christians is not true. He doesn't exist. So, all right, here's a, here's a real deep theological argument for you. Okay, you ready? If the God of the Bible doesn't exist, he can't save you. You tracking with me, right? I mean, if he doesn't exist, he can't save you. If Jesus, if the Jesus of scriptures, if the Christian Jesus doesn't exist, then he can't save you. So if Jesus doesn't exist, if God of the Bible, if the God of the Bible, if God, the triune God of scripture, if he doesn't exist, then he's not only, he not only can't save anyone, he's never saved anyone because he doesn't exist. So what does that mean? If the God of the Bible doesn't exist, then all apostates, even when they were Christians, were not saved. Because the God of the Bible doesn't exist. Right? You see where I'm going with this? So, in other words, when someone goes and becomes an apostate, what they're not saying is they're not saying, when I was a Christian, the God of the Bible objectively, truly existed and saved me. But now that I'm not a Christian, he ceases to exist. He no longer exists. That's not what apostasy is. That's not what they're saying. When someone leaves the Christian faith, what they're saying is, I now realize that Christianity is objectively not true, which means it's never been true. So what are they agreeing with us on? They're agreeing with us that when they were professing Christians, they were not saved. Because a God who doesn't exist can't save you. So what is Rhett, or I, I keep saying Rhett, I, I apologize, it might be Link, I don't remember which one, but I think it's Rhett, but any apostate, when they get upset with Christians for saying you were never truly saved, they're upset with us for saying what the apostate currently believes, that he was never truly saved, right? That's what they currently believe. Jesus doesn't exist, so he never actually saved me. And then we come up and say, by the way, you were never really saved. And they lose their temper. But that's what you believe. Apostates who get mad at Christians for saying they were never truly saved simultaneously agree with those Christians that they were never truly saved. So what's all the fuss about? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Now, so I, I started to deconstruct that. And, and here's what I, I, I noticed. And here's what I think is usually offensive to them. 
What they also find offensive is when we say you were never truly saved, I think what they hear is that, you know, you never really took this seriously. Or, um, you know, this was never meaningful to you. Or you never really understood it. That's what I think they're hearing. And that's why maybe here's an object lesson out of all of my rantings. That's why maybe I think Christians, we should be more clear if we're ever engaging with an apostate or talking about apostates, we should be more clear with our language. I don't think it's concise enough to say you were never really a Christian. And, and here's why. The text that people who believe you can lose your salvation, one of the, the hallmark texts that they go to is found in Hebrews chapter 6. Now, I would argue that even if you believe you can lose your salvation, you would want to be careful lumping all apostates into this text because the text says that these people can never come back to the faith. And I don't know how many people believe that about every single apostate. But nonetheless, here's the language that every Christian, but specifically, again, I'm presupposing that you can't lose your salvation. You can't be unjustified. We still have to be able to say this language because the Bible says it. You ready? Hebrews chapter 6. For in the case of those who have once been enlightened, in the case of those who have once been enlightened, have tasted the heavenly gift, have been made partakers of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away. It is impossible to renew them to repentance, etc., etc. So, when we say you were never truly saved, that's not the same thing as saying, you know, this was never meaningful to you, or you never truly understood it, or uh, whatever else. I mean, we, we have to be willing to, to say that, you know, these people were to some degree enlightened. And they, to some degree tasted the heavenly gift and tasted the power of God's word and the goodness of God and the goodness of God's word. And even says they in some way became partakers of the Holy Spirit. These are people who saw and experienced the spirit of God in a unique way. So I think that here's how I would sum this up. A word to apostates. I don't think you should be so offended when we claim you were never truly saved. Number one, it's not an apologetic. Uh, it's just a simple theological statement. Number two, you agree with us. You agree with us, right, that you were never saved. You actually agree with us. And number three, it's not the same. Saying you were never justified is not saying that you were never really bought in or you never truly understood. None of those things that you might be applying to it. So I'd say, don't be so offended. And then I would also say, repent and come to Christ. To the Christian, what I would say is, let's maybe be more precise and more careful when we describe apostasy. Let's not use general phrases that are easy to misunderstand, like, you were never really a Christian. Well, what does that mean, right? Um, I was a Christian. I, I believed in it. I went to church. I, great, you know, like, I, I think we need to be more specific in what we mean uh, when we say you were never really of us. For if you were of us, you would have remained. So to Christians, I'd say this. Be careful with your language. Be precise, be clear, but be bold, be biblical. And to apostates, I would say, um, I, I don't think that you have reason or grounding to be offended by this. Um, that's what I'd say. Thank you for sticking around as long as you did. I appreciate it. God bless.